Is there any way the Lakers can avoid the draft lottery and thus giving their pick to the New Orleans Pelicans? Plus, can Trey Murphy become a permanent starter or maybe part of the closing lineup? And we have injury updates for Brandon Ingram, Dyson Daniels, Herb Jones, and will Kyra Lewis Jr. make an impact when he's back healthy for this team? All that and a little bit more in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Wednesday, and this is going to be a fun one because it's a game day for the New Orleans Pelicans as they take on the Los Angeles Lakers. This game feels like it's worth a ton of them. Right, definitely want the Lakers to lose. So we'll start off this show talking about the Lakers and if there's anything they can do to kind of change their fortunes now that they have just one win on the season. Team looking at one in five right now, hoping to avoid one in six when the Pelicans play them tonight. Then we'll look at Trey Murphy, who's played excellently on the past couple of games, I thought. But can he become a starter? Can he become a consistent fixture in the closing lineup Maybe, maybe not. And then we'll give you injury updates on everyone that you need to know. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about the team completely free, coming to you like no one else is. And today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. So let's start with the Los Angeles Lakers. They're not great. They are not great at all right now. One in five with injuries at times to Anthony Davis, LeBron looking a little bit older, and of course the whole situation with Russell Westbrook and what's going on there. What are they going to do about it? Are they starting him? Are they bringing him off of the bench? Do they even really know? And this question comes from Will Dunn at Real Will Dunn. And it's how this was a great one, Will. How likely are the Lakers to make a move capable of really changing their current trajectory towards the top of the lottery? Basically, how realistic is it for Pelicans fans to be getting our collective hopes up for the Wembenyama sweepstakes? You look at this Lakers team, and it's and it's really easy to make fun of them. LeBron just had his comments of like, yeah, we don't have lasers on this team. We don't have shooters. And that's certainly bared it out with what they're doing in terms of three-point percentage. They're dead last in the league at 26.6%, though they take the 12th most. That's a pretty freaking awful number, to be perfectly honest with you, and you need to shoot threes in this league. Absolutely do. You know, there's questions about Anthony Davis and his health. So it's super simple to make fun of this Lakers team, which, by the way, deserves all of it, and gave Rob Palinka an extension this offseason, which was mind-blowingly bad without making him like really earn it, let's say, given what he did to their title-winning team since he also helped assemble that team. So they're bad, but I don't know if they're as bad as their record necessarily indicates. They're one in five, but their defense is flat-out amazing this year. They're third best in the league. They've been really good, and that looks to be pretty sustainable. Anthony Davis 
while not in the defensive player of the year conversation, has looked really good on that side of the ball. Patrick Beverly was a good addition for them in the backcourt. They're a good defensive team. Uh, they will be a good defensive team, and that can get you pretty far. And that means if they figure it out offensively, they might be able to start to turn some things around. They take a lot of threes. If that number trends closer to league average, which it shouldn't given the guys that they have, but if it does, or say they add shooters, the offense could start to come around. Anthony Davis, if he stays healthy, is going to be good. LeBron James is still pretty good, too. LeBron's averaging almost 26 points per game. You have Anthony Davis averaging almost 24 along with 10 and a half rebounds and two and a half steals and two blocks. He's been flat out really good on the defensive side of the ball. So the rumored deal that they have is they would send Russell Westbrook and two first round picks in 27 and 29, I think, to the Indiana Pacers, I had to think for a second, for basically Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. I don't hate that trade for them. And when you look at what they need, three-point shooting, both those guys provide that. Buddy Heald is an excellent three-point shooter. Miles, Turner's can, Miles Turner can shoot from the outside, though I wouldn't call him a gravity shooter or anything like that, but he's a dude who'll make you some threes from the center spot and maybe free up Anthony Davis, who's basically played exclusively center for the Lakers this season, to move back to power forward, which is what he prefers. And does that keep him healthier? Does that elevate his game somehow? Maybe. But at the same point, that Lakers team, without Russell Westbrook, who actually hasn't been horrible. No, he's been pretty bad. There have been moments when he saved them, but it's also been in losses. So how impactful is he truly? So without Russell Westbrook and with those two guys on the team, like they're better than they were. But they're not going to make that trade anytime soon. And Indiana's in no rush to do it. Indiana's fine not making that trade right now. That's a deal that might get done closer to the trade deadline than it will be before that. So how much of a hole are they going to already be in by the time they pull off a trade like that? So yeah, I think that trade helps. I think that maybe moves them further away from the top one, two, three, four picks in the draft, maybe closer to being a borderline playing team, maybe, depending on what the rest of the West does, but are they going to be able to make that move in time? They've been reluctant to trade away those two lottery picks, you know, they probably should. This is a deal they probably should do if they were allowed, if they could get it done tomorrow. I would certainly do that if I were the Lakers, but I don't know if that's realistic. So yeah, there's a move that will help them. How good does that make them? Does that make them a title contender? No, I don't think so. You need more than Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. You're not going to call either of those two guys a difference maker on a title team. But when we talked about the Pelicans in their depth, right, sometimes you just need good role players around your main guys to do their job. And that's something that maybe you'd start to see in that Lakers team. Just hopefully it comes too late for them to really climb out. But as constructed right now, they're not good. They are really, really bad too. You know, Miles Turner is averaging 13 points per game, seven rebounds, also giving you nearly four blocks per game, but some of those are empty blocks from him. He's shooting on six attempts from three, 39%. Those are pretty good numbers. The Lakers could use a dude like that. Buddy Heald, almost 18 points per game, nine and a half three-point attempts, and he's shooting 43%. Those are great numbers. You want a shooter like that. That would help, but he's pretty one-dimensional in that regard. He doesn't give you defense. Would that hurt them in some capacity too? So that's the trade that would help them. I just don't know if it's going to put them over the top to avoid a lottery pick, but that would probably help them avoid being one of the four worst teams 
So if you're a Pelicans fan, no, you don't want the Lakers making any deal and you want them kind of going forward as is right now because they can't trade LeBron James. They're not going to get a great return on Anthony Davis. So I don't know what they really would do. That would be the ideal situation is for them to completely blow it up. They're just not going to end up doing something like that. So it's hopefully they don't make this Indiana trade right away because certainly that is the move that they need to make. But enough about the Lakers. Let's talk about the Pelicans. Coming up here next in today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans, could Trey Murphy ever become a starter this season? Close games consistently this season. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.net, your number one source for betting football and basketball this season. So you can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth analysis on every team. And they have all the props you want. I believe it was Doc Rivers who was the betting favorite to get fired first. Well, if you had your money on Steve Nash, which seemed a pretty safe bet, too, You'd be feeling pretty good right now, and you could have gotten those odds over at BetOnline.net. Continues to be your main source for all your sports wagering information with live in-game betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action happening over at BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about the team. And now for your second listen, go check out the Locked On NBA podcast Wednesday. I'm on there with my co-host John Krause of Locked On Celtics, who has plans to come visit me when the Pelicans play the Celtics too. That's going to be fun. And we break down the whole situation with the Brooklyn Nets, hiring Ime Odoka too. How insane is that? We also have a fun section in there about the Miami Heat. Go give it a listen if you want some more perspective on the Nets situation. Also, go check out Lockdown Nets, the local experts who have the in-depth analysis you need on this whole mess of a situation that the Brooklyn Nets are. But we're locked on Pelicans. We're talking about the Pelicans here. So let's talk about Trey Murphy as a permanent starter or closer. As I open this up for questions, I asked you on Twitter, I asked you in the comments on YouTube, you know, what do you want to hear about? And a lot of people said, could Trey Murphy start? Because Trey Murphy has been playing well for New Orleans this season. This is a guy who's averaging 15 points per game. He is one of the league leaders in three-point shooting, 54.3% from deep. They'll give you an interesting stat about that in a second. Six rebounds, giving you plus defense. I wouldn't call it amazing defense, but like, Pretty good defense, above average defense. I'll take that from a second-year player, and he's doing this in about 32 minutes of action. He's been just good. Guy's got, as Joel Meyer says, a trigger, as he says it too, as Antonio Daniel says it. I'm not going to embarrass myself on the show here, but you know what it sounds like. You need that type of shooting, as we talked about in yesterday's show. The Pelicans need to shoot more threes. Their best three-point shooter, their biggest threat is Trey Murphy. So, is there a situation where he could step into the starting lineup? I, I don't know. And I, I struggled with this. I really thought about it. You know, and I'll pose this question to you, and this will be the pinned comment on YouTube. Who does he replace? Who does he replace if he were to start? Your starting lineup, right? CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram at the two, Trey, uh, not Trey Murphy, sorry, Herb Jones at the three, Zion at the four, and then Valanciunas at the five. Who's coming out? It's not going to be Valanciunas there. You need a center. It's not going to be Zion. It's not going to be B.I. It's not going to be C.J., so it would leave Herb Jones. And while Trey gives you more offense than Herb Jones does, Herb's defense is better. He's a starter. He's kind of been entrenched in that role. 
I don't think you you pull him out. And so I don't see a situation where this season, with the roster as is, that Trey Murphy gets into the starting lineup. Zion is not ready to be a small ball five starting at that spot. His career when they've done that in the regular season has not been great in very small sample sizes. So I just don't see them taking out Jonas Valanciunas and moving Zion to the five, maybe putting Trey at the four. I just don't think that that's where they're going to go with this yet. I think that would be ideal, but that's not realistic, and I don't know how good defensively that team is going to be. So I don't see him stepping into the starting lineup because of that. But what about the closing lineup? I do think there is potential for him to be in that, particularly if you need more shooting and if you're struggling to score. Now, that could look like a small ball lineup, but again, I don't think they really want to run Zion at the five because defensively those units have been abused and have not been good. But let's say you have one of Larry Nance Jr. or Jonas Valanciunas out there at the five spot. You have Zion at the four. You have Herb Jones at the three. Ingram and CJ in the backcourt. You know, I do think you could potentially look at taking out Herb Jones there to close games. I think his defense is that important that you leave him in. But if you need more shooting and more offense, Trey's going to give that to you and he's got really good size. Or maybe you put him in for CJ. That's a bold move. That's maybe a risky move. But if you're getting burned in the backcourt by a point guard and you can't put Herb Jones there because he's guarding a wing, you don't want to trust B.I. with one of those assignments either. You could put Trey Murphy out there in some capacity, let him take that wing inside Herb Jones to cover the point of attack. That's a potential option for them. Can you bench C.J. in crunch time, though? A shot maker like that and a guy that orchestrates the offense? I don't know. So when I look at this, I just don't know where Trey fits. Certainly, I don't see it in the starting lineup. I think you could see him in the closing lineup. It just might depend on the team and what Herb is giving you offensively and what you need. If you know you'll get some stops and it's going to be a shootout down the stretch, well, do you put in Trey Murphy to give you that spacing? If you know they're really keen in on a guy like Zion Williamson, do you put Trey out there to burn him with some threes or to space the court if they're really paying attention to him? It's an intriguing idea. And certainly you think Trey will start probably for B.I. in tonight's game against the Los Angeles Lakers with Herb Jones likely being back. We'll get into that in the next segment. So he's still going to get plenty of minutes. He's still going to be able to impact games. It just might not be in one of those two situations just yet or both of those situations just yet. Certainly in the future, I think you pencil him in as a starter somewhere, but it also might just depend on what they do with Valanciunas in the future. But no matter what, he's going to be a key player for this team. And the role he's in right now has been fantastic. And as a spot starter, he's been good. And by the way, his crunch time minutes, the lineups with him out there, have a positive net rating of plus 10. Now, it's a small sample size of just two games. But that's pretty encouraging. Herbs is plus 16-something and some change. But that's also only been one game. So I don't know if we want to read too much into those yet. But the early signs are, at the very least, encouraging when it comes to Trey closing games out and in crunch time situations. Hopefully the Pelicans though, don't end up in a crunch time situation in tonight's game against the Lakers. And I got the injury updates you need to know coming up here next in today's episode of locked on Pelicans. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about this team. No one else coming to you 
like this, giving you the insight you want, whether it's the ref stats that I had for you, whether it's Trey as a closer or starter and making fun of the Lakers too. All fun. We do it all here. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show and leave a five-star review with a comment and comment down below on YouTube. That is the number one thing you can do to help support the show. And I got a lot more fun stuff coming on YouTube on the community tab too. We're going to have some polls in there. We're going to have some caption contests and different things. So be sure to check it out and check back at the Locked on Pelicans YouTube page. Now for your second listen, go check out Locked on Sports Today. The biggest stories in all of sports. Locked on Sports Today covers it all. Whether it's the World Series, the NFL games, the net situation certainly is going to be on there. If you don't have time to catch up on all of it, Take 20 minutes and go listen to Locked On Sports Today, which is going to do it all for you, tell you what you need to know, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right. We got a game tonight. Pelicans taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. Really want to win that one, no doubt about that. And it looks like the Pelicans are going to get some injury reinforcements coming back. Herb Jones and Dyson Daniels, who have missed the past two games. Well, Dyson has missed the past two. Herb has missed the past three. Went through a full practice today, yesterday on Tuesday, and sounds like they're going to be ready to go. They've both been upgraded to probable. So there's a more than like more likely than not chance that they're going to be playing. Herb will go back into the starting lineup, and I think you'll see it'll probably be like CJ, Herb, Trey, Zion, Valanciunas. The starters would be the likely starters, I think, unless they really feel they need to have Jose Alvarado in there or Devonte Graham, but this gives them a little bit more depth. This is good. You really want Dyson Daniels out there for some of the guard play though. Devonte Graham has shot well and he's still going to earn his minutes. But if you get into like a shootout and you need some defense, I think this is going to be a great thing for new Orleans. Getting more depth back is certainly what you want to see on this team because the depth definitely is there, and those guys slide into their preferred role. So I think they're going to be looking good and ready to go in this game. Zion looked great. Expect to see more of point Zion from him as well. As for Brandon Ingram, it sounds like he's progressing. We'll see if he's ready to go Friday against the Golden State Warriors, but their concussions, these things take time. There's no one timeline that you really stick to, and you've just got to See how it goes, right? But he was posting on Instagram that he wants to be back and to expect to see him back soon. So I'd hope we'll see him on Friday, if not maybe Saturday on the second night of a back-to-back. He'll be fine when he comes back to play. It's just a process when it comes to concussions and you can't rush back from that. And I think we've all learned by now you've got to play it safe with those injuries. So we, we're still just hoping for you know the easiest and speediest recovery for him. Probably good he didn't travel with the team on this road trip, but hopefully we see him back. Nothing will be really no, be known probably until Thursday or so when the Pelicans get back in New Orleans and he can see how he feels and kind of see if they're ready to integrate him back to the team with everything. As for Kyra Lewis Jr., this was something that a couple of people asked, and we'll hit on it quickly. You know, one person said he's taking forever to recover from this injury, and that is not true. The injury that he suffered usually takes about a year or so. So we'll be hitting that in a month or two. That happened, um, I forget the exact date that, that it happened for him, if it was December or January, but these injuries take time. And he's going to have a slow integration back into the team because when you look at this, where is minutes going to come from if this team is healthy? Now, if they're not, you'll see him get some minutes in there and play. I'm just not quite sure when that'll be. 
But I do think he'll get some spot minutes here or there just to really try and test him out and see what he's capable of doing and if his speed is still there, which by all accounts, it sounds like that has definitely come back. He suffered the injury early December, so we're about a month away from it being a year. So this is kind of on track with where he is. It might be a little bit longer given that he wouldn't be in the rotation right away. I wonder if they'll hold him back some. So I wouldn't expect much from him right away would he be included in trade like yeah if you need salary I think just because certainly it feels like by the time he would be ready to go getting a full allotment of minutes Dyson Daniels is going to have that spot that defense that Dyson provides is so important for what they need in the backcourt the size he provides is so important but they were also really high on Kyra Lewis Jr. So they're not going to just look to give him away for nothing. But certainly I do believe they'd like to make a two-for-one trade where they send two people out, bring one back, clear a roster spot, maybe even save a little bit of salary too, and give them some more breathing room as they're somewhat close to the NBA's luxury tax. But I wouldn't expect a ton from him. It's going to be a long integration back into getting minutes that are significant enough for us to really be able to evaluate how Kyra Lewis Jr. is playing. But it does sound, from what I've been told, that his speed is back, his athleticism is back. That's a big part of his game. So it's great to hear that that has recovered really well. And hopefully now the Pelicans get the win tonight against the Los Angeles Lakers. And that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Let's stay up late tonight for this game, and I'll be back with y'all tomorrow with the recap.